Hello and welcome to another episode of Write With Influence. I'm very happy to have you here. If you're new to the podcast, it's a copywriting podcast. I base it on tips and tricks and techniques that I've learned since probably 2008 when I first started working for myself as a copywriter. And maybe even going back a little further when I studied uh, screenwriting for film and TV, picked up some storytelling tips there as well, I think. And I like to throw in a sketch or two just to keep things lively. You can ask questions, you can ask me for help, you can leave a comment or you can just listen. If you're listening in your car right now, you could pretend that I'm there sitting next to you. Oh, slow down though. What is that idiot doing? I think you missed the turning. I'm pretty sure that was the turn off for the M1. Where do they think they're going? Wait a minute, wait, just, are you gonna let them in? Are you gonna let them in? Okay, fine. Alternatively, if you get out and about with me in your ears, feel free to let me know where you take me. All right, today's episode is about templates, copywriting templates. Should you use them when writing copy? Are they the work of the devil or are they magic word sequences that will automatically make you sales? First of all, what do I mean by templates? Well, I'm talking mostly about the plug and play style of copywriting templates that are very popular. So for example, a headline template that's very common might be what blank don't want you to know about blank. And it's usually, you know, what X industry doesn't want you to know about product or niche that you work within. So what the air conditioning unit doesn't want you to know about saving money on your energy bills or what the shoe company doesn't want you to know about these new shoes that we're just bringing out. It's a popular style. It's a very common style of headline template. And the idea being is that you then, you know, you fill in the blanks with the words that are specific to your product and your target market. Now, this is different to what I would call, say, a messaging framework or a copywriting outline where you might identify the broader flow of a piece of copy. What I mean by this is that you might provide an outline for a sales page with instructions such as start your sales page by talking about a pain point your customer has, describe it, make it vivid, touch upon why it's it's difficult to solve. Next, talk about where your customer would rather be instead. What does the transformation look like? What's possible when they can solve this problem, etc., etc. So a framework, a copywriting framework or a sales messaging framework is more like providing rough directions rather than giving specific, say, step-by-step roadmap of what to say, insert word here, etc. Now, I'll admit that in the past, I've railed quite hard against using templates. And I think that's because when they're not used very well, they're very easy to spot. But I started to rethink this. I mean, templates are really just a tool. And if you think about it, any tool that is not used well can produce poor results. You know, if you don't know how to use a screwdriver properly, you can quickly make a mess out of that Ikea chest of drawers you've just bought. So I've revised my stance a little. But first, let's take a look at why templates might not get you the results you want from your copy. Eugene Schwartz was a legendary copywriter. He sold millions through direct mail advertising and TV advertising. He also wrote breakthrough advertising. I would say that if you're serious about being a copywriter, get a copy. It's not super cheap. It's not, I think it's not always that easy to find a copy, 
but it's just a brilliant analysis of advertising and it's a real deep dive into looking at themes and angles based on consumer psychology. I absolutely loved it. In Breakthrough Advertising, Eugene offers his opinion on the approach of just filling in the blanks or rather copying someone else's headline but making it specific to you. He calls it the word substitute technique and it was his belief that, I quote, it was the shallowest, most widespread and ineffective technique for writing copy. And this is because if you're simply copying someone else, if you're simply updating simple details to make it apply to you and your customer, you're not thinking as much as you would need to as if you were coming up with your own angle. And so this is my view on using templates. It really matters how much you lean on them compared to how much heavy lifting you're willing to do yourself. A couple of years ago, I had a very, very nasty sprain and a tiny, tiny fracture in my ankle. Now, I was equipped with one of those massive support boots and crutches, which I was told to use for the first few weeks or so. And they were great as a temporary measure, but then to heal the injury, to really heal the injury, I'd need to do physio and exercises to repair the damage. So the crutches and the boot, great starting point, but if I'd kept relying on them, if I'd kept leaning on them to do the work, I wouldn't have done any myself any favors. In fact, I would have made my own muscles weaker and made me a lot worse after the injury. I think templates are the same. The more you rely on them to do your copywriting, the less you are exercising your copywriting skills. Now, I love templates as a starting point, you know, as fuel to throw into the fire to spark ideas. I love templates for spotting why a great headline worked. For example, you know, trying to identify, did something catch my eye because it used curiosity? Did something work really well because it, you know, focused on a particular pain point or a particular benefit or threat of loss? You know, um, if you're interested in curiosity and using it correctly, we looked at that in episode 20. When you can start to identify winning elements in a successful headline or an advert, you can ask yourself, you know, how can I replicate that value? And notice that I didn't say replicate the headline. And you know what you, okay, I'm being, gonna be brutally honest here. You probably could copy someone's advert and get results. And that's fine. If your goal is to write quickly, templates will definitely help. I'm not gonna lie about that. But if it's your goal to write well and to develop your copywriting skills, you are going to need to do more than simply copy what you see. Now, this makes me think of a story that my dad told me. Um, when my dad was younger, he went to school with uh, a, another boy called Peter Drake. Um, and my dad, I, th I think, I don't know how old he was. I want to say about 12 at the time. He thought that Peter had this really neat mannerism which was that he did this little flick of the head when his hair fell into his eyes. And I suppose that would look quite sort of cool, quite kind of nonchalant. So, you know, there you are, you're, you're leaning over your book, doing some long multiplication, your hair falls in your eyes and you just give it a little flick out the way. And my dad saw this and thought, that looks pretty cool. I would like to be cool. And so he copied it, you know, uh, so he would, you know, flick his head to get the hair out of his eyes. Everything was fine until my dad goes home and my grandma, his mother, sees him and asks him, what, what, what are you doing? So he tells her, well, I'm, just, I'm just flicking the hair out of my eyes. Now, knowing my grandma, 
I would have loved to have seen her face at this moment in time because there's one thing that I do need to mention as part of this story. My dad has very, very short, very short wavy red hair. He, he couldn't, it would have been impossible to have had a strand of hair anywhere near his eyes, let alone require them to be moved by a flick of his head. So my dad thought he'd developed a pretty nonchalant, cool character trait, but as my grandma pointed out, Douglas, you've gone and given yourself a bloody twitch. Now I asked dad about this recently and he sent me a text to say, hopefully the bugger will be bald by now. Peter, if you're listening, get in touch, let us know. So you don't just want to copy someone else because they do something without thinking about how you can really tailor it to your business and your industry. And also whether you can even tailor it to your industry, you know, whether it would work for your particular audience. It can be really tempting, I think particularly in marketing, to look at brands, maybe even big successful brands, and look at what they're doing and think, wow, well, if Amazon's doing that, or if Facebook's doing that, or this sports brand's doing that, why don't I try it out for me? But if you just copy someone else without trying to identify why it works and without really trying to tailor it to your specific environment and audience and product, you've got no idea if it's going to work for you. Thanks for coming with me. Business has just been so slow recently. I, I needed a break and I don't know, maybe get some inspiration. Not a problem. Love a good country fair and there's lots of businesses here. You might get some good marketing ideas. Okay, the dog and duck shows at three. There's a wood cutting and chainsaw display later. Cider tent will be popping in there. Hey, what, what's that? Gather around people, gather out. Come on, gather, don't be shy. That's it, come to the front. Oh, wow, God, the flock into that stall. That's for a local farm shop. Let's go have a look. And we are gonna need a volunteer, thank you. Maisie, big round of applause for Maisie. Today, we're gonna to show you a quick demonstration of how to make a delicious casserole with some simple ingredients that you can buy here today. Okay, Maisie, let's go. Wow, that's really impressive. Simply chop like this. That's right, Maisie. And now, we're just gonna mix everything in. Oh, she's ahead of me. Done this before, Maisie. And there you go, people. One delicious casserole. If you would like to buy the ingredients you need and the one page recipe, just step right up. Okay, form a queue, no pushing. There's enough for everyone. Did you see all those people lining up to buy? Yeah, she, she was pretty impressive. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get a stall here next week to promote my business. I can do a demonstration. I, I just know that if I could show people my skills, how good I am, it would drum up more business with a demonstration. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pick someone from the audience, like Maisie, work my magic, and voila, booked up, and thank you very much. Testing, testing. <laughs> okay, G gather round, people. C come on, don't be shy, that's it. I don't bite. I'm gonna need a <clears throat> volunteer for a free demonstration. I'm gonna treat you for free. Step right up. Just right this way. Okay, yes, we've got a taker. What's your name, love? Albert. Albert. All right, let's give it up for Albert. Yes, why not? Just hop onto that couch, Albert. There you go. That's it. Let me give you a hand. You, you on, Albert? 
Yes. Now, you just whip your shoes and socks off for me, love. What? Shoes and socks. Off the pop. I can't reach down there. Right, no problem. Let me just... <sighs> These are on tight. Some good boots you've got there, Albert. The me dad's. He died 40 years ago. But these beauties are still going strong. In indeed they are. <laughs> okay, now the socks. They're me dad's too. Okay, well, it's your lucky day, Albert, because I'm going to do a free podiatry demonstration. Ladies and gentlemen, in just a few moments, I'm gonna show you exactly how we are gonna treat Albert's hard skin, cracked heels, and a somewhat serious fungal infection, which actually might need surgery. My wife doesn't like the smell. Excuse me, could you tell me, we're looking for the stall with the Roquefort cheese. Is, is that it? No, love, it's that fella's feet. Oh, dear God. No, come back, come back. Really, it, it's really simple. Now, we've no time to soak, so I'm gonna go straight for the big guns. These are some great industrial strength nail clippers. And now we're going to go to the Dremel. And, and in just a few minutes, we'll use a drill to... Um, and, and I've got a special offer on, on services for... They've all gone, love. Yeah, yes, I, I can see. Could you have a look at... I'm a foot doctor, Albert. Just the feet. Keep your pants on. Okay, as I say, I'm not against templates. And if you would like some simple templates to get you started, I'm actually going to link to 30 simple headline templates. Uh, and I'll put those in the show notes for you to check out. Now, I'm not just going to give you the templates, but before you get to them, there's a little grid that I've created, a little matrix to fill out with the details specific to your business. And what I'd say is that the more work you do there, as in the better details that you have that are specific and vivid and relate to your customer and industry, the better results you'll get when you start putting those details into the templates. Try out a few to generate some ideas, but please use them as a starting point and not necessarily as finished copy. This is one of the reasons why in the Complete Write With Influence course, so much time is spent on pinning down your specific customer details because once you've got those building blocks, when you really understand what makes your customer tick, the better foundation you will have for writing any copy, whether it's an email, a sales page, whatever it is. If you're interested, you can find out about the full course at writewithinfluence.com and you can also find links to all other episodes of this podcast if you go to writewithinfluence.com. So in summary, no, templates are not bad as long as they are a crutch you use to get stronger and not something you rely on to do all the work. Till next time, keep believing and remember, if you want to make a living as a copywriter, you need to be strong enough to develop your own ideas. Copying someone else might make you a great mimic, but it doesn't necessarily make you an expert. And that's what clients pay for. What's the story, Sarge? We've secured the perimeter, but the culprit may still be in the area. This area of bushes is where we think the crime happened. Now, this is one of the biggest incidents we've had since that politician was caught. Well, we can't afford to miss a single shred of evidence. We're just waiting for the dogs to come through and search this area of the park, but they're stuck in traffic and time is of the essence. Well, I've got my dog. Here? Yeah, he's in the car. I didn't know you were on the dog team. I've always been team dog. Some people are more cat people, but look, let me go game.
Here he is, Sarge. He looks lively. What breed is that? God only knows. And he's trained. Of course he's trained. Okay, we're looking for any traces of evidence invisible to the naked eye. Blood, money, drugs, contraband. Got it. Go on, Banjo. Go on. Shouldn't we follow him? Uh, it's not a bad idea, actually. God knows where he'll get to. Wait, he's leaving the perimeter. That's not the area we're searching. Why Why is he over there? Uh, picnic. Yeah, hang on. They've got sausages. I mean, come on, Sarge. What are you going to expect him to do? Now he seems to be interested in that tree. Hmm. No, he's just urinating. Ah, now I think he's found something. Come on. What is that? Looks... Oh, God, I think I see blood. Why is he rolling in it? Oh, God, he's eating it. All right, just just calm down, calm down. Oh, it's a dead squirrel. He loves those. Yeah, we'll be lucky to get him back. Sarge, we're here with the dogs. Amy, you're not a dog handler. No, I know. But you said you were. No, I said I had my dog with me. You said he was trained. Of course he's trained. He hasn't crapped inside for years. I meant trained as a sniffer dog. A sniff? What do you mean? Amy, these dogs go through rigorous training, years and years to learn how to discern between different scents, so they can identify and signal evidence found without destroying a crime scene. Oh, is that what you lot do? I, th I thought you were just wondering about. What? What has he got in his mouth? It looks like a hand, Sarge. Good boy, Banjo. The evidence! He's not gonna want to give that up, Sarge. 